0: So a back down of sorts from the government over the border and labour. We want to get 12,000 more workers here over the next year. Some sectors will be able to pay workers below that median wage. There'll be an extension to working holiday visas. Immigration Minister Michael Wood is with us. Morning to you. Morning, Mike. So everyone's been screaming at you for the last couple of years. Why so long?
1: Well, obviously, over the last couple of years, the borders have been largely closed to ensure people are kept safe from COVID-19. We've started that process of opening up from about March of this year, which is when the working holiday scheme opened up and then full, full border closure from last month. So have so actually, since that point, moved pretty quickly to make some additional changes through these um, changes to the working holiday scheme, which I think will be really helpful and have been received well by the tourism industry. The sector agreements were planned all the way along. Um, the reason they've taken a little bit longer is that we sat down with the sectors themselves and worked out what the content of them would be through a consultation process.
0: When you say temporary, what do you mean? Temporary, uh, in respect of the working holiday visa setting. And median wage? Oh, the median
1: wage, yes. Yeah, so the sector agreements which we've arrived at with a number of sectors are generally time limited. So they're two or three years in most cases. The idea is that these sectors who we, we understand at the moment pay reasonably below the median wage, we want to see improvement there, we want to see a lift in pay and conditions. But we're pragmatic enough to realise that that can't happen in one leap. So the idea is that over two or three years we have a transition arrangement. We see paying conditions improve. We work on the skills and the training and incentives to get New Zealanders into those sectors. But in the meantime, we recognise there's a real need to be able to employ migrant labour. The
0: problem with this is you've gone down the sector track, every sector, name me a sector in this country that doesn't need labour help right now.
1: (laughs) Well, look, um, most sectors do need a bit of support with their labour. Exactly. So why have you gone with everyone? Oh, because what we now have in place is an immigration rebalance, which is actually providing... A streamlined process for most sectors to be able to access labour where they need to do that through the accredited employer work visa.
0: Well, they don't. Did you watch TV3 on Friday night? Oh, uh, look, I couldn't quite tell you. Broccoli and tomato growers, yet again, third season as far as I can count, their food is rotting in the ground because they can't get the number of RSE workers they need. Why?
1: Well, because we're we're now working with the REC sector on exactly what the needs are for the next season. Well, the the need is more. REC numbers have expanded every single year, but not enough. This is what I keep saying,
0: Michael. The problem with it is is you keeps you politicians say it's been expanding, it's been growing. That is true, but unless the problem is solved, it's not enough. And the problem isn't solved. Do you want to see tomatoes rotting in the ground? Do you?
1: No, Mike, but um, as per the story on TV1 last night, I also don't want to see RHC workers being exploited. So we need to work with that sector to make sure that as numbers grow, that there are also decent labour standards in place. So sometimes these issues have a few things that we need to work through. We're working with that sector right now on that set of issues to make sure that the needs
0: are met, but also to make sure that we're treating those workers with respect. Did you read the Benji Patterson report into Queenstown?
1: Uh, I've read a number of reports into Queenstown. am not quite
0: sure if I've seen that one. His one says that they missed out on $3 million in June. Many businesses are still operating at 75% below capacity. Only 28% expected to increase their operating hours. Only 25% expected profitability to improve. So why aren't you working with a place like Queenstown? Now, you'll say we're in adventure tourism. It's hospo you need to be and You need to make the town function to get the people and the tourists to bring the money. Why don't you do that?
1: Well, Mike, that's exactly what these announcements are about. Hospos not, the working, isn't it? Ho- the, the, the working holiday visa uh, an announcements that we made yesterday, that's very much what this is about. Most of those people work in hospo and work in tourism, and often they work there on a seasonal basis when there's a particular peak. So this the extensions we've made around the working holiday scheme will be of assistance to Queenstown. In addition, um, as a part of the immigration rebalance, we've given, given a limited exemption to most hospital roles to also be able to employ people at a slightly lower rate, and that goes through until next year. So we have taken particular account of some of the calls from that sector at the same time as working with them to try and make the sector as appealing as possible to New Zealanders.
0: Other but related stories, teachers you need to bring in, sadly, because we're not producing enough of our own. Is forcing teachers to learn Māori going to help with the importation of more teachers to fill the gaps?
1: Well, we think that it is important to have teachers uh, in sufficient quantity who are able to speak and teach te reo Māori. We'll have to look at those issues as we move along to make sure... Well, because increasingly we do want to see that there is that ability in our schools now. Why? Every every teacher is going to have to be fluent in Te Reo Māori. Not every kid's going to learn Te Reo Māori, but we think it's an important thing to increase over time.
0: Even in an education system that's plummeting in terms of skills around maths and literacy and science. Well, like,
1: just 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 to be clear, in case anyone's getting the wrong impression here, there is not a requirement on the teachers that we're recruiting from offshore at the moment. Suggestion this morning is there will be. Maori. Uh, well, that, that's not a proposal that I'm aware of that we're going to require offshore teachers to be fluent in Te Reo Māori.
0: So you can Even rule teachers, that out. What about teacher. local teachers? Will they have to be fluent in Te Reo Māori? We, we, have, made no, no, we have made no
1: decision at all to, to require all teachers to be fluent in Te Reo Māori.
0: But you're keen we on it.
1: In increasing. We're interested in increasing the supply of teachers who, are, who can speak Te Reo Māori and can teach that language, but there is no requirement in place and no decision in front of us at the moment to put a requirement in place.
0: Appreciate your time, as always. Uh, Michael Wood, who's the Minister of Immigration,